Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. We Americans have always been known as a generous people. Perhaps it's because we realize our good fortune in being in a position to give that we're so ready to share with those less fortunate in all parts of the world. Right now, in 1,800 separate community campaigns, the community chest is asking for $280 million, which is the amount needed to expand and carry out its current program. The United Community Campaign is a a once-a-year appeal which serves all year round. When you give to your local community chest, you have the satisfaction of knowing that you're donating to worthy causes of all kinds, both in this country and abroad. You're helping to care for underprivileged children as well as for the lonely aged. You're showing your concern for our servicemen as well as for the Korean homeless. By eliminating many separate appeals, which would be more costly in money, time, and effort, your gift to the community chest is able to do more for the many. Bear that in mind when you make your contribution to the United Community Campaign. Give the United Way and give generously. Seventy-nine Whistle Vista is a busy place this morning, for Mr. and Mrs. McGee are leaving shortly to visit a wealthy aunt. Ah, good old Aunt Sarah. The last-minute details of packing are underway right now. Hand me my robe off the chair there, dearie. Can you get my slippers under the bed? Okay. Did you pack my brownie camera? My brownie camera and that roll of film and my screwdriver? Why the screwdriver? The brownie's busted. I want to work on it on the train. Keeps cutting the heads off all my pictures, and I think if I raise the lens on it a couple of inches... Hand I'll... me that sweater there, please. Yeah. Thanks. Now, let me see. Slips, my good blouse, hose. Screwdriver. Say, are you planning to go fishing while we're there, McGee? Fishing? No, fishing season's closed, anyhow. Well, then why did you lay out this dip net for me to pack? Dip net? That, my dear, is my tennis racket. Oh. Oh, well, I'll admit the strings are a little loose. A little loose? (laughs) That thing sags like a waiting room sofa. Leave it home, dearie. Close the bag. Okay. I'll probably be too busy thinking up things the servants can do for me to play any tennis anyhow. (laughs) I'll take the bags on downstairs and get our coats out, huh? Fine. I just have to put my face on and I'm ready to go. What time did Dr. Gamble say he'd pick us up? Any minute now. Any minute. Train leaves at 10, and I asked him to get us to the station early on account because I don't like to rush. So hurry, will you? Be careful with the luggage now. The doctor was nice enough to lend these bags. Let's come fast. Don't you worry. You can't hurt a good new cowhide bag. Stairs are kind of narrow. I mean, just borrow an expensive luggage if you got to worry about it all the time. Doc will like it better when it gets scuffed up a little anyhow. Make him look like he travels a lot. <sighs> well, quarter to nine. He ought to be here soon. Hey, Molly, here he is. Here's Doc. Hurry up, kiddo. Wait a minute. I'm hurrying. Okay. Come in. Hi, Mr. Oh, it's you, sis. <laughs> hey, Molly, never mind. It's Teeny. Okay. We're just getting ready to leave, Teeny. We're going out of town. Hello, Teeny. Mrs. McGee said hello, Teeny. Hi, Miss McGee. I hope you have a nice trip. Where are you going, mister? Where are you going? Hmm. 
Mrs. McGee's Aunt Sarah invited us to come and visit her, sis. She lives... You'll just be gone a few days, Teenie. We're going to visit my Aunt Sarah. Yeah. She bought a new house, Teenie, see, and so... Oh! What'd you say, mister? I says the reason we're going to visit her is on account of because... She bought a new house, Teenie. She wants us to see it. Yeah, to see it. I'll tell her, Molly. You get ready. Yeah, you tell me, Mr. McGee. You get ready, Miss McGee. Well, this aunt of Mrs. McGee's is, is very rich, Teenie. And she don't make a move without consulting me about it, you see. Oh, get you. Mm-hmm. She wants us to look over her new house. It's probably about 89 rooms. Oh. Good morning, McGee. Ready to go? Oh, hi, Doc. We're all set. Hey, Molly, Doc's here. Snap it up, will you? Hi, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Teenie. You stop in to see the travelers off? Sure, I did, I bet What did I do with our coats? Coats. Oh, I didn't get them out. I better lock them up. It back. always makes me so sad to see people going away on the train, Doctor. I always feel so sad. Well, they won't be gone long, Teeny. Just a few days. Oh, I don't care about that, Dr. Gamble. I'm always sad because I can't go. I love to ride on trains, I betcha. You like trains, hmm? Do you trains, hmm? Sure, everybody loves trains, Teeny. I had plans to I go... I got our coats. You grab the suitcases, Doc, and put them in the car, will you? Me? Are you lame or just... Oh, come on, come on. They're your bags, fatso. I'd carry them out if you want me to, but you know what a fumblefoot I am. I've got them. Good. How I ever got so carried away that I loaned you my good luggage, I'll never know. Can I carry something, Mr. Carrie? Sure, sure. Hmm? Grab the coats there, Teeny. Come on. Hey, can I ride to the station, too, Doctor? Can I ride down and wave the bike? Hey, Molly, you're holding up the works. The train leaves in an hour and... Oh, there you are. I'm all set, Terry. Yeah, good, good. We better get moving on account of it. I just told everything a second, McGee. Let's check again. Mm-hmm. We stopped the milk delivery. Told the mailman on the paper box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. The water faucets are shut off. The lights all turned out. Yeah, yeah, everything. Oh, my gosh. I clean forgot that bowling tournament. The what? Oh, I haven't got time to explain now. i got to put this bag in the car. Look, you grab the phone and call Mort Toops, will you? And tell him I won't be able to pick him up tomorrow, so he'd better go with Doc and Marvin. Doc and Marvin? Yeah, that is, unless Buford can get Bernie's car. Buford? Yeah, then he can take Marvin and Mort can ride with Doc. Gary, would you mind giving me that again? Oh, never mind. I just remembered. What? The tournament was called off on account of Sydney. Sydney? Who's Sydney? The guy that runs the bowling alley, Sydney. He's closing up this week to put in some extra lanes. Well, thank goodness that's settled. Come on, let's go. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Picture the most extravagant vacation imaginable. Then picture yourself going on that vacation. Sounds like a daydream? Well, it isn't. It's completely possible. But it does take a bit of planning, such as the regular purchase of United States savings bonds. Now, the best way to do that is through the payroll savings plan. That's the best way because it's the sure way to buy your savings bonds regularly. The payroll savings plan works like a charm because it's completely automatic. Your employer does everything for you. It's especially easy on you because money is saved from your paychecks before you have a chance to miss it. And when those bonds mature, you can pack your bags for that extravagant vacation. Because United States savings bonds pay back $4 for every $3 you put in. Join the payroll savings plan where you work. That's the way to save money regularly. Earn extra money regularly through United States savings bonds. Oh, I just love 
railroad stations, don't you, McGee? Yeah. Well, come on down to the information window. I want to check our train. People coming, people going. Yeah. People crying on each other's shoulders because the train is late and their relatives have to stay another day. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. I wish Doc could have stuck around to see us off and waved goodbye to us. I like somebody to wave to when my train leaves. We'll wave at the red cap. Good. <laughs> oh, it was nice of the doctor to take the time to bring us down here. Uh, you know, he had to run Teeny back home and get to work. Attention, please. Space is still available on train number four, the milkman, now loading on track 12. The milkman is now loading. How does he ever get a name like that for a train, the milkman? That's the local, kiddo. That train makes five stops before it gets out of the yard. And they Correction, claim that on... please. There is no more space available on train number four, the milkman. The milkman is loaded. The milkman is loaded. That reminds me, we hadn't heard from Uncle Dennis lately. <laughs> I wonder if he... Here's the information, Wendell McGee. Ask the man. How do you do? May I assist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can assist, bud. Just wanted to check our train. Number nine. The cinder bucket. Is it going to leave on time? Supposed to go at 10 o'clock. Uh, just let me consult the chronological compilation here momentarily, sir, and I shall strive to answer your query. Huh? He wants to look. Oh. Now, let me see. Well, according to the accumulated statistical data at my disposal, sir, it seems indicated that number nine will depart at the pre-appointed hour as designated in our carefully compiled compendium of arrivals and uh, departures. How is that again? He said yes, dearie. It's on time. Oh. Well, thanks, bud. Well, come on, Molly. Let's sit down over there by the gate and watch the people. we got time to kill. Good. Oh, it's wonderful to be down here with time to spare. I love to sit around a railroad station. Train number three, the Superjet, is now leaving on track seven. Last call. The Superjet is now leaving for Seattle, Chicago, and Pensacola. Hey, wait! Hey, no, I don't Wait! And there she goes. Look at that poor man, McGee. They locked the gates right in his face. Yeah. Hey, he looks like a railroad man, too, don't he? Uniform and... Oh, darn it. That's the second time this week I've missed that train. Hey, uh, you work for the railroad, bud? Yeah. I'm the engineer on the Superjet. Oh. Doggone it, I've got to buy a watch. That's sundial of mine. <laughs> Boy, it sure will be a surprise <laughs> to the passengers on that train when they find out nobody's driving it. <laughs> well, let's sit down here. Good. I hope we didn't forget anything now in the package. Ah, we didn't forget. I wonder if I should have brought my little electric iron along. Your iron? For what? Cracking walnuts? Oh, I just thought I might want to press out a dress or something. You? Do your own pressing at Aunt Sarah's house? With all them servants running around there? No, sir. Well, I guess you're right. Bet you I'm right. You know, it will be kind of nice to be waited on for a change, and I might as well play it to the hilt. I won't lift a finger the whole time we're there. You said it, and I'll take it easy, too, for a change. Anytime you want a finger lifted, we'll call the upstairs maid. Hey, before we get settled here, I should have asked that guy what track our train leaves on. Well, let's go back and ask him. It's not up on the board there. Come on, we'll find out the track number and go sit in front of that gate so we'll have plenty of... Uh, hey, bud. Yes, sir. Uh, nothing new on the cinder bucket, huh? Still leaves at 10 o'clock? Yes, sir. What track does it leave on, sir? We'd like to give ourselves plenty of time. Oh, you have lots of time, madam. Oh, well, the train leaves at 10 o'clock, don't it? I got 20 minutes. Is... Uh... Correction, sir. You huh? have 12 hours and 20 minutes. What? You mean... The cinder bucket leaves at 10 o'clock p.m., madam. Mm. Well, I, I like to be early, bud. Let's go catch a movie, Molly. Maybe Gone with the Wind and the Road.
Fibber and Molly will be right back. Do you have a lot of special plans for the weekend? Well, at home or away, you'll find that the NBC Radio Network can provide you with wonderful entertainment when you set your dial to the station where you hear the familiar three NBC chimes. On tomorrow night's program schedule, for instance, you'll hear the nation's top folk artists in some mighty popular programs. There's Grand Old Opry, The Eddie Arnold Show, and Pee Wee King, to name only three. On the side of more serious music, Saturdays you can hear the NBC Symphony Orchestra, conducted by the world's finest musicians. Then Sunday afternoon and evening, when you set your dial to NBC Radio, you'll hear James Stewart as the six-shooter, Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy in The Marriage, Sir Lawrence Olivier as your host on Theater Royal, one of your favorite motion picture stars in the Hollywood story. This fall, you'll hear more great new radio shows on NBC than on any other network. You'll always find a show to keep you pleasantly entertained when you leave your dial tuned to the NBC radio network. You know something, McGee? We have a problem taking that train tonight. What you mean? It leaves at 10 o'clock. We'll be here. We'll be here. Yeah, but what about the people? The people? You know, the people out there with their radio sets on? We want them to have that train ride with us. Well, sure we do, but we'll... Well, they won't hear us again till Monday. Oh, I never thought of that. Well, we better sit right here in the railroad station till Monday. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you on the train Monday, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program, transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Polly Bear as the information clerk, and Leroy Leonard as the engineer. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again Monday night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. <laughs>